So I'm sitting here with my shorts hiked up to uncover the sunburn on my thighs. And I'm fairly sure that my eyelids are burning. Somehow I think nature's telling me something. That message might be, get outside more. Welcome to Strive, Seek, Find. I'm Chance Whitmore, and in today's episode, we're going to talk about getting off the grid and getting some downtime. So back in June of 2019, I was sitting in a Chinese restaurant with an interesting fortune. A bold and daring adventure is in your future. I had just changed jobs and had no idea how correct that fortune was. In the first year in my new job, the main power trunk shorted out right outside the building, forcing me to scramble to find places for people to work as they prepped for the beginning of a school year. A computer attack shut down technology for six weeks. And of course, all our favorite, the COVID. All the bold and daring I could ask for, and more. Translation, by the time June 2020 rolled around, I needed some time away. So in honor of that fact, let's look at why and how to get off the grid. Now let's get started. For our purposes today, we're going to define getting off the grid as simply going someplace where work technology will not work. And that's all too few places. First off, the why. Why get off the grid? Too often, we define ourselves by what we do. I'm completely guilty of this. We get to the end of the school year and I feel this feeling of sadness, a little bit of mourning, because so much of my life is wrapped in what I do. I've lost track by that time of the year of the why I do it. And it's time to regain perspective. When you take time off, you come back able to focus and become more efficient. You get so much more done when you're focused, when you're dialed in. And to do that, your mind can't be split a dozen different ways. You can't be sitting there wishing you were in the greenery. You need to be sitting there thinking about what you're supposed to be doing. And that only seems to come if you give yourself the time and space to recover rather than continuing to grind. Next up, it makes the transition to being present with your family easier. If I'm at home and on vacation, I'm thinking about what I need to do at home or at work or both. If I force myself to move away from the structures of my normal life, I actually start to unwind and relax. Next up, burnout sucks. And learning to deal with it is something I'm still working on. It's cost me a couple of my favorite jobs. Not because I've been asked to leave, but because I lost track of my why. And it allowed me to start seeking other challenges. And most importantly, why wouldn't you go off the grid? It's absolutely gorgeous out there. Now, if your why you need to get off the grid isn't included in all these, that's okay. If you don't feel you need to get away, 
Bless you. You probably need it more than any of us. But now on to how. Now with how, it's important to remember that the list is not meant to be all-inclusive. There's always more out there. So for me, it's important when I'm looking to get off the grid that the escape can follow patterns, but should change it up every time. Now, our last trip was to Lake Wallawa in Oregon. Great place. Last year, which seems like a million years ago, camping on the Oregon coast. A few years before that, camping in Dixie. A few years before that, trip to Scotland where none of my technology worked for the entire time, which made the trip that much more incredible. The one caveat to the change-up rule is if you're the, one of these people who owns their own cabin, because that gives you the opportunity to have a central location to explore from. But it makes you have to be more disciplined and leave your phone behind or your computer behind as you start this whole process. So to make it short again, camping's great if you don't have a cabin. It's a cheap way to do things. Leaving the country, great way to do things. Not cheap at all. Only done it once in my life. And the additional one, if you can't get out of cell phone range, water's a great way to get away from your phone. Or if you're extremely frustrated, possibly destroy your phone. Off we go. The who becomes important with the how. Alone is okay. If you need time on your own to experience life, do it. Two years ago, I sent my family ahead on a trip. Flew them up. I was going to drive up when I was done with work. So, I took the advantage of the time. I went back into the back country, back into the Frank Church wilderness, and eventually ended up on the Magruder Corridor. Did not try to go all the way through it. Didn't have the vehicle. You need people with you. You need to be appropriately supplied. But I went up high where the phone didn't work, away from even all the 4th of July people that were back there, and just was. Experienced nature, sat around, eventually ran into a bear cub, which was a good time to get out of there, and basically felt a year's worth of stress go away in almost two hours. Didn't need days, but I needed my family to continue that process. So I, once that was over, I hustled on up to Spokane and rejoined my family. Which brings me to who you escape with. With your family, that practice of being present, being focused on them, being focused on their needs and your needs so that you can be a good mother, a good father, and be present with your kids is huge. And it's healing because it's real easy to feel guilty about the amount of time you spend focused on work-related items when you're around your kids. If you can avoid that, you're a better person than I am. But for me, part of recovery and getting ready for work is giving that a time and attention to my kids.
The final thing is sometimes these trips can occur with larger groups, but only if you've built a tribe that has similar needs to what you have. My last trip was one of those trips. Went up with two families. We all needed to wind down. We all love to hike. We love being on the water. And we don't bring pressure on one another. So that tribe works for this. The next how comes down to having a plan, but not too much of a plan. You don't want to be so rigorously scheduled that there's not time and flexibility to have fun. Because a lot of times it's the unexpected that makes these trips amazing. You got to slow down. If you're desperately seeking fun, that becomes its own stress. And your brain doesn't recharge, your body doesn't relax, and you walk away frustrated by the experience. Give yourself something to do, but it's got to be something unlike your everyday life. Last week, we had one day out where we did nothing but hike. Wore the kids out, wore ourselves out. It was a good five miles. A lot of it was straight up. Not a technically difficult hike because the kids were able to handle it. But it was so much fun because I've been spending so much time sitting in front of a computer. And our next day was a full day at the beach. And that's in quotation, the sandbar in this case. On jet skis, on paddle boards, on canoes, teaching the kids how to ride each of these discovering a rope swing and going right into the frigid water. Amazing day. And at the end of each day, whether it was a driving day or a hiking day or a boating day, there was time around the table and time around the fire. And those talks with your friends, with your kids, with your spouse maybe the most valuable things you can do because every day has moved away and instead you are probably being your most authentic. You're being present. You're being real. And those moments are possibly as recharging as anything else you do. And they create some amazing memories. There's something almost magical about sitting around a wood fire. Sometimes with a beverage in hand. Sometimes without. Making s'mores. And talking about life. My tribe has solved so many world problems at those moments. That you wouldn't believe it. Your goal no matter what else you do, has to be be present and have fun. And that may seem obvious, but if you get wrapped up in the trappings of making it amazing rather than being present, you're doomed to frustration. Wear yourself out to the point where you're grateful to go home with new memories to a nice hot shower and an air conditioner. How do you get off the grid? 
I know I'm always looking for a new experience. Drop me a note. Worth checking out. My off-the-grid experience last week came at Lake Wallawa, near Joseph, Oregon. It is one of those places that's just far enough away from large population centers that hasn't completely blown up. And while it's obviously a tourist town, there's still a semi-sleepy feel to it. If you love mountains, it will remind you why you're alive. I kept stopping to look at the vistas. Even when I was taking my nine-year-old jet ski and I stopped in the middle of the lake, turned it around to look at some of those peaks and whispered to her, remember this moment because it is so beautiful. There are hikes right near the lake that will take your breath away, both in their beauty and their elevation gains. I had never been before last week, and I can't wait to get back. Look it up. Be smarter than I am. Don't come home with sunburned eyelids and sunburned thighs. That's it for this episode of Strive, Seek, Find. I'm Chance Whitmore. If you liked what you heard, tell your friends or leave a review. If not, I'm definitely open for feedback. Until next time, keep seeking your own brilliant future. Have a good one.